Hey family, trust y'all be fantastic. It's been a minute and I've missed y'all. To be honest, I've missed y'all. It's been it's been a long time and I just want to say that I, I I really really do miss here. Guys, it feels like a long time. It feels like years. But then it's just good to know that uh uh, y'all doing fine, y'all doing great, y'all doing amazing. I just want to believe that everything is going well. And you know, before I continue, I just want to encourage you and say that everything will be okay. Just try to keep the faith and it's okay if you want to send me a message, Is if you want to just get across to me and you want to talk, I'm going to drop my contact, I'm going to drop my digits and uh, we could just talk, have fun. I've also been thinking of, um, you know, of uh, inviting maybe a couple of people to the show just to have fun and, you know, talk about different stuff. You know, there's a whole lot to talk about. But then I just want to say... Uh, welcome again to the gist with Shalom. This is where I try to define every relationship righteously. And um, to all who have been listening to me and to everyone who has always, you know, supported me one way or the other, please feel free to share and like this podcast and uh, send it to as many people as possible. You know, I'll be really glad. And I want to say thank you to all those that have made this podcast possible so guys today 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 i don't want to take so much time yeah but then i want to talk about something that's been on my mind for a while you know and uh, i thought to myself how do i start this because personally for me it's been a journey oh yeah yeah it's been a journey of self-discovery you know, trying to find out who I am as a person. I'm just going to be transparent here for everyone listening to me. You know, trying to find out who you are as a person, as an individual, is something that is very, very daunting a task. If you ask me, you know, someone once asked me, Shalom, what is that uh, thing that is so difficult about being a human being? And I said to the person, I said, one of the most difficult things or the very most difficult thing in life is being a human being first it sounded basic but then i began to expatiate (laughs) you know and the next thing is living with other human beings like you different personalities different people across different uh cultures you know different races and you begin to think to yourself I'm not even done exhausting me. How do I begin a, you know, journey into another person's world and how do I begin to navigate the world of another person? You know, but today, and what's that thing I want to talk about? The love languages. Oh yeah, I know it's something basic that a lot of people have heard. I know that, you know, at least if you've not heard it before, this podcast would be um, a sort of education for you. And if you've heard it before, it would be um, sort of re-education or, you know, just a reminder of something that you've heard before. You know, and um, I'll be titling the uh, name of this podcast, uh, The Cancel Culture. Yeah, Cancel Culture and the Love Languages. You would ask me why that complex complex title by cancel i mean c-a-n-c-e-l 
the cancel culture and the love languages. Yeah, they are two very contrasting phrases. All right, but I intend it to be that way because I'm going to be explaining quite a couple of things that I, I feel that I, I want to share here. And I know that we all know the love languages. I know that that is something that, you know, we have heard over time. Some people have heard, like I said, some, some have heard, but some don't really know what that really means. Some people do not believe that there is a love language, but trust me, there are love languages. And I think one of the most tasking and really daunting things is when you're when you're in a relationship with a person and you feel like you know them you're trying to you know love them in the way that you think is best but what a lot of us do not understand is that we give love human beings give love to people in the way they receive love all right i'll explain what i mean by that For example, if you're a physical touch person, physical touch being one of the five love languages, and you just love non-sexual touches like, you know, hugs and just back rubs and all that, I could go on, the list is endless, you know, and you give people love in that way, you receive love because that's your language and you feel loved, like your love tank is always full when people show you love in that way. There's every tendency, it's just normal for you to give people love in that language. But if you happen to be in a relationship with someone whose love language is not physical touch, you're going to have a lot of issues, except if you have, you've had an idea of what the other love languages are or, and you could try to intentionally learn the love language of the other person. And I think I did my research properly. I found out that quite a number of couples do not have the same love language, if you ask me. Only in very, very, very uh, not common cases do you see that a couple will have the same love language. It's just something that's not common. Some people are lucky. They have a partner that, you know, their love language is just on the same frequency. They they understand each other perfectly well, you know. But a lot of couples, the reason why those relationships thrive is because they intentionally learn or want to learn, go on that journey of learning and discovering the love language of their SO. And you know, here when I talk in my podcast, I'm a God-sensitive person. Oh yes, I'm a Jesus-sensitive person. And so, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, but the first thing in a relationship, of course, is to know God's will. That's very paramount. But what if the person is God's will and then we do not have the same love language? Here's the thing. The very first thing, just to confirm If you have confirmed that that person is God's will for you, not the permissive will right now, I mean God's divine and perfect will for you, the next thing is to begin to learn about each other. And I will say that if you're just entering into a relationship afresh and you do not have misunderstandings, that is not yet a relationship. (sighs) But why would you talk like that? 
because you don't know them. And sometimes a negative signal is a sign to explore something deeper. It doesn't mean that the end result of that negative will be negative. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. It doesn't mean that the end result of that negative energy or negative uh, signal you're seeing or feeling will be negative. It's just that a lot of times we don't give it time. And that's why I said I titled this podcast The Cancel Culture. Cancel. And there was a time I know I did the podcast on Cut Off Game and Discernment. And I said I was going to come to it. And yeah, I'm going to visit that. We cut up people so fast. It's a culture thing. And as much as uh, I try every time in any of my podcasts, I try to encourage people and let them understand that, especially Christians, you cannot mix culture and kingdom. That's not possible. In the natural, you can ask the meteorites. If you try to mix the cold weather and the hot weather, it produces a storm. And that's not a good sign. And a lot of Christians, they love mixture. They're hot one time and then they're cool one time. And that's lukewarm. And we know what the scripture says about that. It's I will spew you out of my mouth. If you want to be hot, be hot. If you want to be cold, be cold. You know, if you want to be a narcissistic, chauvinistic liar, a, a, a manipulator, be consistent with it. Oh, yeah. If you want to be a truth giver, a truth receiver, a truth defender, uh, uh, an honest, transparent, loyal person, be consistent. Oh, yes. It's that inconsistency, not even the inconsistency per se. It's the spurts of potential that confuses the partner. Because when you're not inconsistent, um, today, you're hot, you're good, the relationship is going fine. And the next moment, it's like, oh my God, this person is struggling to get your attention. That's bare minimum. I don't want to use any cuss word, but nobody deserves that. So what I'm saying in essence is, when it comes to relationships, I had to do that digression for a bit for anyone listening to me. There's a need for you first to get the perfect and divine will of God there. And notice, I've always said this, if you're forcing something, that's not God. With God, you don't need a force. It will flow. Oh, but sis, but there are some times when the trials come. Of course, trials will come. We're not dealing with a God who, who won't, you know, try you. God doesn't send recruits to the battlefield. He sends soldiers. So my point is, have you ever seen uh, a very big stone in the midst of a river? It doesn't stop the river from flowing. That's the way God works with his children. Yes, there'll be trials and temptation, but for me as a person, I pay attention to the peace that comes, What come, come what may. And I'll, I also pay attention to the presence of omnipotence. So back to relationships now, when you found out the first, the basic, you found out this person is God's perfect and divine will for you, 
forget about every other thing. What do I mean by that? Oh, we don't have the same love language. Oh, he doesn't listen to me. Oh, he doesn't do that. The very paramount thing is that God's will. After after that, when you know that that is God's will for you, the next thing you go to do is to pray. Ah, and a lot of people do not like doing that because it's not easy. Sometimes when you want, you when you want to do with the the willpower is not there. But I've discovered something that I would love to share. Just my two cents. Okay, when a person is God's will for you, I mean the perfect and divine will. Every other thing that you feel isn't in place will fall in place through prayers. You see that correction you've been trying to make that you feel, oh my God, he's not listening. She's not listening. Try prayer. Try doing battle on your knees. And secondly, for the ladies, because I know that, you know, ladies are the ones that they are, our, our, our weapon is the mouth. <laughs> because, you know, naturally, we are not as strong as the men. I mean, physically. Of course, so we tend to use their mouths more. But trust me, use that mouth, that tongue. Use it on your knees to do battle. And see what it yields for you positively in prayer. Sweeting your heart with prayer. Then using that same mouth to, you know, disrupt the flow of your life. Disrupt the flow of your destiny. I just said I'll throw that out. So back to the love languages now. An advice I'm going to give people or to anyone listening to me. If you want to be in a relationship, number one, (laughs) you have to be selfless. If you want to be in a relationship, in fact, that's not even number one. The first thing is you have to take away the me idea. Oh, it's about me. This is me. My emotions come first. It's my need. It's my one. I deserve this. You say I, that's empirical self, local self. It's all about you. And that's what the culture preaches. And, you know, it scares me and it breaks my heart because the word culture, the base word of culture, and I mean culture, if if it's your first time listening to me, I'm going to explain this right now. The word culture, the base, the root word is cult. C-U-L-T, it's a cult. When I mean culture, I mean the world. And the way the world does its things. And that's not kingdom. (laughs) All right. That's not kingdom at all. And so we should pay attention to the things that we take in. Not just because a celebrity and just that's why you need to be careful who you follow on social media. A lot of us, one of the things that we struggle with as a result of the people that we follow. I've always said it and I'll keep saying it that human beings are spirit beings gods and because of that we are not just physical alone i can say that 70 percent if not more of what the human mind or the human being is you know made up of is more spiritual all right so it's beyond the physical let me put it that way it's metaphysical Because of that, you have to pay attention to energies. Pay attention to people when this person steps into your space. 
what kind of vibe do you get from them? What kind of energy? You know, I said it before that someone once said on an opera show that of all the things that got created, all the, you know, living things that got created, human beings are the ones who have the power of intuition and yet do not use it. Oh yes, I know there's someone listening to me and he's saying, oh, that's right. That's, that's the truth. A lot of time you just say, you know, you know, no, when you get that naggy, gutty feeling, that ain't right. That ain't right. And you're like, no, 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 no. I, I can't pay attention to that. You know, maybe it's just my feeling. Maybe it's just me imagining things. And this applies to a lot of people that have been in abusive relationships. If you ever deal with a manipulator, you know that, oh no, that's not a good place to be in. You see something, he call you crazy because of what you're saying, because he's trying to deflect. Uh-huh, she called you crazy, and yes, she knows what she's doing. He knows what he's doing. Because when you point out something, they throw it on you, flip it on you. I know that a lot, so I don't even struggle with that at all. Once I recognize it, I know I'm not crazy. You know you're not crazy. And yet, they keep deflecting. They keep throwing it on you, and you're like, really? And then we just succumb to the pressure. So my point today is, if you want to be in a relationship, you have to take it with a me idea. You have to be selfless. Selflessness, sacrifice. Someone that once I asked uh, my mentor at Jerry Flowers, you know, but love isn't suppressed to hurt. You know, a lot of people have that question too. I've gotten that a lot. But love isn't supposed to hurt. If love isn't supposed to hurt, how would you explain the cross? Oh, I love that play on words. <laughs> That's just by the side. If love isn't supposed to hurt, how do you explain the cross? How do you explain Calvary? Uh-huh. And so a lot of times what happens is when people hurt us, cancel culture, cut you off fast. That's all. Okay, and then I want to speak to the ladies because I'm going to come back to this. You see, I'm not going to lie. If you grew up in this 21st, 22nd century, this millennia, the ladies have a problem with submission. Oh, yes. They don't even want to hear that word submission. It's like a taboo. It's a no-no. No, no, no-brainer. You, I don't want to hear that. But what a lot of us do not understand that is that it's not man. Whatever it is you've gone through in the hands of a man. Oh yes, it's not a man that instituted marriage. It's an ancient institution established by God. And number two, the one who instituted submission doesn't paint submission in the way that culture culture pay attention to that word culture paints it and then secondly the men who are meant to be leaders have been raised by single mothers this is not abuse to single mothers or this is not trying to bash single mothers right now this is me trying to say that for the man when the identity giver, who is the man, is absent, there's a problem. When the gatekeeper, because men are gatekeepers. So when the gateway, the gatekeeper, I mean, in the life of a girl, in the life of a girl child is absent, walls will come in. What do you expect? 
And this is where the old love language thing comes in. Because in growth, you realize, oh, maybe the reason why this person didn't feel loved is because this is their love language. That's what I've discovered lately. Not that I haven't heard it, I have. But then there's room to grow, to breathe, to learn, to expand. Because we are all with that duty and that responsibility to learn. So if you do not learn and you're like, well, I didn't grow up around that. How, how many people grew up around that? Especially on this side of the world in Africa. How many people grew up around the, you know, physical touch as a love language, acts of service, quality time, communication, gifts, receiving gifts and giving gifts. And uh, there's one more. Not many people grew up around that. So you cannot hold on to that, oh, but I wasn't taught, I wasn't, you know, I didn't grow up around that. It's part of what, of course, nobody's going to blame you, but that excuse can go for too long because you owe it to yourself, especially if you're seeking marriage. Ask those couples who thrived into old age how they did it when you don't have the same love language with your spouse. All right, I've said enough. I'm going to give you this advice. If you do not have the same love language with your SO, you have to intentionally learn their love language. And that's where love comes in as sacrifice because sometimes their love language, the love language of your spouse is not something you even want to hear. It's not something you want to deal with. It's like, oh my God, I don't have time for that. That's my, that's not my kind of person. But you claim to love this person, sis. You can claim to love this person, bro. And you're willing to settle and, you know, um, live your life with them for the rest of your life. So are you willing? This is where sacrifice, selflessness comes in. All right. So I'm going to read uh, a quote that I saw, you know, from Nelson Mandela. And when I saw this, it struck me, you know, in a very, very, very big way. And this is good for we sisters. It's so good because, you know, cultures put a lot of things into our heads. Cultures made us misunderstand what it means to be feminine. As if feminine. <laughs> what it means to be a woman. And this doesn't exempt me. What I'm talking about doesn't exempt me at all. We're all in the same boat. So I'm going to read here. He says, if you talk to a man in a language he understands, then it goes to his head. But when you talk to a man in his own language, it goes to his heart. Someone said I should read that again. So I'm going to come through it again. If you talk to a man in a language he understands, then it goes to his head. But when you talk to a man in his own language, it goes to his heart. Nelson Mandela. You know, when I saw that quote, quote you know, I kept thinking about it over and over and I said to myself, this is good. This is something we don't get in this millennia. You know, so 
I call it cancel culture because there's a lot of miscommunication between the sexes, between the man and the woman. There's a whole lot of miscommunication between the sexes and the way they talk to one another. There's no redeeming factor anywhere anymore. So if this person does not understand me, boom, I cut them off and and then I'm good. If Jesus actually cut everyone like cut everyone off like that, I don't know how many people will be remaining on earth today or if you'll even be willing to go to the cross. There'll be nobody remaining. That's my point. So there's no redeeming factor anywhere anymore. We do not even believe people change. Honestly, and it just breaks my heart every time. We do not even believe people change or people can change. That people evolve. Imagine if someone caught you up based on what you've done for the past 20 or 10, 15 years. But then you're no longer like that and you still see them, you know, judging you based on that, you know, through that lens. How would you feel? We don't believe that people evolve or people adapt or people change. But then there's that space and there's that room. People right now are so self-absorbed and self-centered that all they are about is them. That's why I said marriage is not for immature people. If you want to keep holding on to stuff, that's immature stuff. All we hear about now is it's me. It just has to be me. My needs first. So a lot of people, it's about them and being right even when they are wrong. It's crazy because the world now, it's, uh, it's right is wrong. Uh-huh. And wrong, what is wrong, legitimately wrong is right. You know, and it's so crazy. It's sad because even Christians have been imbibing this, just swallowing this. All in the name of all oh, uh, a civilization. We have to be careful. And so we are drowning in the floods of, oh, when it comes to sexuality, oh, we're just being sexually fluid. Really? You know, when I see people post things that are not nice about Christianity and about Christ, you know what breaks my heart? And which I feel this is the reason why a lot of us have to be careful the way we live in front of people. If you've ever had your heart broken in church, it's not Christ that is your problem. It is the people, the leaders, so-called, that you've put your faith in that have misrepresented what true Christianity is to you through their actions. So it is not the church that you have problem with. It is the people. Because I bet it, if Jesus was here on the earth, you wouldn't have problem with him. Except if, of course, you're not from him. Even if you're the worst person, Christ never extorted people. And this podcast is not to bash anyone, but I'm just being real and authentic here. He never would go around being a leader trying to seduce sisters in the church or young boys in the church. Of course, 
And that's why there's a saying that goes, you don't get, you don't go back to where you were broken to seek for healing. You don't go back to the feet of the people that hurt you, you know, to seek for healing. No. And that's why I'll say to those who have been heartbroken, either in the church environment or by people, someone once said, it is not the revelation of God's word, excuse me, that causes division in the church. It is the lack of revelation among the leaders, so-called, the elders, the bishops. That is what is ruining things. So my advice, if you've been hurt, if you need time out, time out. There's plenty. Get to know God yourself and a lot of things will align. Oh, yes. And as a sis, as a lady, a man is, you know, trying to manipulate you, control you. Let me give you an advice, something I personally did. I really won't usually do this. If you really want to know what submission is about, you, you, you know what breaks my heart. A lot of ladies hear submission, they're like, oh, I cannot. I cannot because... Because that is what culture is preaching to you. Have you for one second just paused and said, wait, where does the concept of submission come from? It's from the Bible. And I claim to be a Christian. Then one might have a problem with it. Okay, if I do not believe in the intelligence and in the, you know, in that leadership of a man, how about I go to God? Lord, what does submission mean? I bet you he'll show you. And if God deals with you once, you know, relate with you as a father to a daughter and he shows you what real submission is, you would know what to look for in a man. Simple. And if it's the man too that is misrepresenting what submission is, submission is not forced, it's modeled. The reality of the issue is we all submit on a daily basis. And submission is not meant, is not, is not, subs, is not being subs, subservient. No. He's not trampling. A real man knows that even despite the fact that the word says a woman should submit, a real man who has met God knows that that's on the physical and he's meant to take care of her and cherish her. But in the spiritual, even despite the fall, when you kneel before God, God does not see one person higher than the other. Both are equal. Because you're not just a physical being, you're a spirit being, a God. Okay, so I've said so much. <laughs> it's been a while. So what I'm saying is this will have a part two. And what I intend to do actually is, you know, I'm going to pick the love languages one by one. Cancel culture and the love language of the hearts of service. So I hope that with all these things that I've said We'll be able to work on ourselves this year. You still have more time. Don't be self-absorbed like people are. Because as a lady, I feel like I'm going to visit this for the sisters in the room. You need to learn how to speak to your man. There is a language that men understand. All right? And inside, the reason why ladies take a lot of shit. Why sisters, we take a lot of shit from men who treat us bad is because emotionally we are strong. But for the men, inside, the men just physically look strong, but on the inside, the men are not that strong. 
And this is something I began to learn. That is why there's a way you speak to the man. And this is for people whose tools, ladies, it's in your mouth. You have to work on it. All right. Because when you do not know how to communicate in your relationship, you create consternation. You create distance. You create contempt. And, you know, by and large, when you do that, the goal of intimacy, connection will be missed because it's not properly channeled. So, guys, uh, I just want to bring this podcast to a wrap. And, of course, this time around, I promise to be consistent. So, thank you so much, guys, for listening to me. Oh, yeah. And I remember, if you still want to get to me, you can do that through the, the the voice link that's there just click on it and then send me a message i respond and if you really want to get personal and talk to me on or ask me questions and anything my phone number 0810256690 again 0810256690 have a wonderful day guys it's still your host and your girl saying bye